Hey. Uh, hi, Allison. <laughs> there it is. Uh, Dale, you're going to find that that most of this podcast, if you you know, if you have been listening, is mostly just us giggling. It's pretty much eighty percent giggling. But uh, yeah, hi, Allison. Uh, I'm really, really excited about today because uh, we have a very special guest. Um, this has been already. This has been twice the amount of guests that we had last year. Is that right? <laughs> In episode four, like we are making great time with this. It's the best thing ever. It's the best thing ever. And not only do we have a a very special guest who you're going to meet in a second, but it's somebody that we didn't previously know. We made a whole new friend uh, who wanted to come come talk to us about the intersection of ADHD and tabletop role playing games. Exactly. let us stop talking and let's let him start talking. Please welcome to today's show, Dale Critchley of Wormworks Publishing. Dale, it's so great to meet you. Thanks for being here. I'm I'm Dale Critchley, uh, owner and chief tea drinker of Wormworks (laughs) Publishing, and um, we are dedicated to helping you make lives better with tabletop role-playing games. Oh, yeah. love that. When you say chief tea drinker, are we talking like Caduceus Clay tea or what's, what's your favorite? I start out my, my morning uh, with a blend of hazelnut, chestnut, and, um, and chocolate that's called, uh, and they said it was nuts. They said it was <laughs> So good. Terrific. A really beautiful story. Allison is the resident pun meister. I could uh, listen to you talk about tea for a long time. <laughs> Come on, man. man! This really will die. I, you know, in our house, that's me. But um, <clears throat> I didn't get much sleep last night, so yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Okay, I love it. I love it. So, th- would that make you the CTO and the CEO of Wormworks Publishing? <laughs> See, get on this level, Daddy. <laughs> He's gonna bag on me now. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Um, it is, uh, you know, I have been uh, 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 just kind of obsessed with Limitless Heroics, um, which, for those of you who don't know, is a book published by Wormworks Publishing and is a, if not the, comprehensive compendium of mechanics, monsters, spells, all 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 manner of things uh, that allow you to play D&D 5e characters with disabilities. Uh, and it is incredible. And I'm so sad that I have not, I did not know that it existed before now because in the more current three years that we've been playing, we've already built characters as a group that that would so have benefited from the mechanics that you've put together in that amazing book. Like it is it's astounding how how well thought out it is. We have a character with DID that we play with, and the kind of conceptual rules that you have put together just make so much more sense than the ones that we kind of try to do. Because it has this beautiful balance of something to play and honoring but respecting uh, the disability and and understanding it. You know, you go online and it's like, oh, don't do it. It's so disrespectful and so... Mm-hmm. But I disagreed. I think that if you do it and you really take it seriously, I learned a whole lot about something that I don't know as much about, right? But yeah. you're, this book, so many more people need to know about this thing because it's really, really great. Uh, everything that you're well, doing I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it... What, what really made the difference was 
um, just the number of people that we talked to. When I first got started, immediately I, I started you know reaching out to people and saying, um, look, I'm working on this thing. I don't know what it's going to turn into, but if you'll just talk to me about your experiences and let me bounce some thoughts off of you, you know, back and forth. Um, I'll give you a free copy. I, yeah, I can't really promise anything more than right. that at this point because I had no idea what it was going to turn into. Yeah. Um, and and just a whole bunch of people started saying, wow, this is so needed there, you know, and, uh, you know, thank you so much for doing this. And, and then we went from there. Once I figured out that this was going to be more than just uh, some little thing on DMs Guild and said, if we're going to do this properly, we're going to need a Kickstarter just so we can have the funding to do it right. And um, started hiring editors and, and sensitivity consultants. And and then once we had the manuscript done and the, the Kickstarter was done, we sent it out to, we had 2,300 backers and we sent out the manuscript and said, take a look at this. And if, if you are uh, represented in here, um, take a look at what we have and tell us, um, are we accurately uh, expressing uh, your experience? And we had uh, 900 people downloaded it and looked at it. We got 90 pages of feedback and went through and looked at every single point and said, and, and you know, and sometimes there was points where because people's experiences are so different that two different people have very different, you know, thoughts on, on expressing yes. it. And, and so mm -hmm. we say, okay, how do we encompass both of these experiences into one you know, game mechanic? Right. But we did it. <laughs> and we, did. Uh, but we had a really great team. And so I'm, I'm really thankful for them. I'm thankful for just all the, the people that um, subscribe to our emails and, and, give feedback and, you know, and, and respond. And it's, it's really, it's a community and it's just, it, it's great to, to connect with people. And I was, I was just talking to a reporter this morning about a, a what will hopefully be a upcoming article on a pretty major website. And he said, you know, can you, can you point me to more resources, more people that are doing the kind of stuff that you're doing? And I said, well, um, <laughs> there, there are, uh, but it's, you know, there's, there's not a lot. It's, it's strange because it's seen as this sort of niche, mm -hmm. but we're talking about representing 25% of the population. Right. Mm. Like, like, that's not a niche. Right. You know, imagine if you had a game world with only white people or, um, you know, or, or only men or, you know, or something like that. Like, yeah. that would be weird. Yep. And so, like, okay, a game world with only, you know, able-bodied, neurotypical people, you know, right. like, hmm. <laughs> right. I'm kind of interested in zooming out for a quick second and, and hearing a little bit about your origin story. So, yep. how did you get into uh, specifically D&D &D or tabletop role-playing games in general, which is probably, I'm guessing, what triggered this realization that there was just not enough representation, uh, you know, within the modules, so I've been playing D and D since I was ten, which would be nineteen eighty two. And after I got married, um, like I just got busy with other stuff and couldn't find a group that you know where it kind of fit into my schedule and stuff. And and I kind of drifted away for about twenty years. And I mean, D and D was always part of who I was, even when I wasn't playing. You know, it was just yeah. it was something that I would talk about and, and stuff. And um, then in twenty nineteen, I was uh, I was uh, a pastor at a church. And we had a couple dozen teens that many of them 
were coming from uh, disadvantaged situations and um, and I was looking to just bring more adults into their lives and I thought you know kids just need mentors and, and adults that care about them that aren't their parents and stuff and I thought you know how do we what do we do to kind of bridge that that gap and in a, in a very comfortable kind of way D&D like I mean it's mm-hmm. it's, it's wow. equalizer and so I just said all right let's do this and I bought a bunch of books on D&D Beyond so that I could share them um, with everybody. And that was the, kind of my first introduction to 5th edition, and, and I loved it. 2nd edition was the last thing I played before that with a little yeah. bit of, of 3.5 that I hated. So <laughs> so then, um, yeah, we <laughs> the, the first night you know that we, we got together, um, 18 people showed up, ranged in age from 15 to um, retired. So we, we kind of spread them out two different tables and then quickly went to three tables and just had a nice kind of age range and a range of different, um, you know, like experience with the game and, and stuff like that. And two of those groups are still going today, uh, even though I'm not a uh, pastor anymore. But I saw the the powerful impact that yeah. I had. Mm-hmm. You know, I had um, kids struggling with depression that, you know, they, they go... Oh man, I just like trying to get through the week, and then I remembered, oh, it's D and D Monday. All right, yes. I can get through the week. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, just seeing the the relationships, I thought, wow, this is this is really powerful. And it was something that I always knew, but then you know, really seeing it in action. Um, I was working in a, a group home for a little while, and that's when I started to work on um, Limitless Heroics, where at first I just I thought, you know, what if what if we just created some some prostheses or, you know, other like assistive devices? Um, like I have a, a daughter with epilepsy, and I said, okay, what if, what if you had a ring uh, or some other magic device where it's got three charges, and you can either use those charges to stave off a seizure or to give you protection from lightning damage but like you have to choose like well okay i can use it to protect me from lightning but then i've got less to you know tell me with that which is you know when you talk about assistive uh devices technology medication all that kind of stuff it always has its its trade-offs yeah and Mm -hmm. um and i really wanted to do something like that that kind of gave that that understanding that there's no just sort of magic thing that makes things go away or or all better or whatever and so then then i started looking around and i realized that okay well what we're talking about though is is creating assistive technology for disabilities or other experiences that don't actually exist in game right like this is a solution to a non-existent problem okay so first we need to figure out how to introduce those experiences into the game so that it works with that and then i thought you know so often disabled and and neurodiverse um people are just not included you know period and i thought okay well if i do something like this i don't want anyone to feel excluded and in hindsight this may be where the adhd kicked in there was just like well let's do everything let's, just do all <laughs> <the things. laughs> let's research everything and um 
And so I did. <laughs> and, and so, <laughs> so I, I broke it down by what we originally called symptoms. And then uh, after some feedback, we changed it to traits because symptoms had a negative connotation. Because I noticed as I started researching it that, you know, there's so much overlap. Any given diagnosis um, may have multiple traits or experiences associated with it. Yes. Where there's overlap with other experiences, which, I mean, honestly, is why things are misdiagnosed. Because it's like, mm -hmm. well, it could be this, could be that. And How do we, we get the medical community to look at and frame comorbidities this way? Because yeah, I'm already seriously. much more interested <laughs> in having this conversation with this framing than I am, you know, in any other way totally. medically that I have been before. <laughs> Well, yeah. when we sent it out, you know, to the backers, one of the people that got back to us said the way that we had personality disorders broken down, we had them according to their the way that they're grouped and, and diagnosed. And they said, you know, in the latest DSM, there's an alternate way of, of doing it where it's actually broken down into the specific um, different traits instead of trying to group them. And, and even has the different levels, just like the impact extents that, that you're using. And, wow. and I looked at it and went, oh, wow, this is perfect. And so, I, I mean, it was like four pages that we had to completely rewrite from scratch, um, but it's so much better. And, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it like took a couple extra days just to do that. But yeah, it it's, was like, wow, why don't they do this with everything? It's so worth it, though, because you really do a fantastic job of that of i mean you start off by saying look i am one person i am a white male i am 50 i am this i'm that uh, i don't pretend to know everything and there's no way i could know everything i loved that because this is also something that people are afraid of. They're afraid to talk about it. I mean, my wife is profoundly deaf. She's either in a world, in a disability community where everyone is, is constantly aware, uh, which is amazing, or <laughs> she's in the opposite world where everyone is very much aware of her and doesn't want to say anything, doesn't want to speak about it, doesn't want to do anything. She really gets to be in a sort of a middle ground where it's like, I don't know anything, but I'm I'm right there. I'm man, woman, person enough to admit that and to say it. And look, just it's don't be scared of it. Just talk about it. Just just learn about it. Ask about it. I love and it. Matt, it even it, it makes me think about you know for there was a time when you didn't want to label your own ADHD as a disability. Yeah. But mm -hmm. we've had many talks about that. That if we go by the actual definition of a disability various points of neurodiversion like ADHD absolutely fit the bill. Yeah. Um, and yeah. more so, you know, books like Limitless Heroics, you know, help a very wide range of people, you know, see themselves uh, in here rather than trying to define it as one specific thing. A disability is this single path. Right. Which I mean, and you know, and this whole thing is we're trying to we're trying to just normalize it, and mm -hmm. and I, I think a lot of of game developers, right, or uh, people just at you know uh, gaming groups and stuff like that, like you said, are they're afraid that they're going to do it wrong, so they don't do it, mm -hmm. right? But exclusion doesn't make it better. That, you know, you, and, that's a better way I, of saying what I was trying to say. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. When when I when word kind of started to get out in the community that I was working on this. I mean, there was a lot of really negative reaction 
Um, just, uh, just this past weekend, I ran into, I got hammered on Reddit and it was some, you know, very legitimate concerns about, okay, this could be done really poorly and has been done really poorly in the past. Mm-hmm. I knew, okay, I've got to do this right. I'm committed to doing this right. That's why we have what five, five, six um, sensitivity readers on, on wow. those heroics, plus the whole team, uh, all of the the writers, editors, artists, um, all disabled or neurodiverse or mentally chronically ill. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just the more we can kind of bring this conversation and bring this you know this awareness out into the open. Uh, the more people go, okay, well, you know, maybe this is something that I can learn more about. Yeah. And don't beat yourself up about like that. You didn't know everything to start out with. Um, I mean, man, there's been so many things in my life where, uh, you know, I, I, I learned something and I go, Oh, I should have known this a long time ago, (laughs) but I didn't. And and like, I feel bad about it. And it's like, well, you don't know what you don't know. Right. Yeah. So you just, you can only do the best you can with what you have. It's yeah. a very human way of approaching something we talk about both on this podcast and in our business of the blank page syndrome of I'm not <laughs> going to take any steps forward because I don't know what I'm doing and I'm anxious about it <laughs> versus mm-hmm. take the steps forward, make it messy, make it ugly. But, you know, that's the only way that progress is ever going to be made because uh, you're not going to build and then have your friends. Yeah. Yep, have your friends, friends. double check you and, and talk about it and. I mean, we did not start this podcast to to necessarily, we didn't know whether there would be a community, but the example of meeting you and and being able to start a Discord server and stuff to to have people say, oh, yes, my my daughter has ADHD and Mm -hmm. I don't and I don't get it. And and then for us to see this community grow and to see like how we are just by talking about it, opening all kinds of doors, all kinds of things. You know, I I don't want to dismiss the the people on Reddit that are that are chewing you out because I've been there too. And I know how that feels and it feels really, really bad. But you've got such a amazing attitude about it because it's it takes a lot to develop a thick skin and to be able to put yourself into those shoes and say okay i don't necessarily agree i don't understand why they're so angry but i can i can hear them i can process what they're saying and like you say either offer them a chance to help make it better or say okay okay don't worry i will still do my best to make it better. And I mean Dale in this book and just everything about the website you can see that you can see that it just comes from such a, uh, it's just such a great place uh, where your your head is. So kudos on every level for that. Tell us a little bit about, because you have a new uh, crowdfunding campaign, which was actually why mm-hmm. you'd initially reached out to us. It went live yes. a week ago. You're already at 92% of goal as of yes. last I checked. Uh, Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about, you know, how we've moved from Limitless Heroics uh, into this new campaign and, you know, kind of what your your hopes and dreams are there. Yeah. So um, so it's called Inclusive Artwork. And um, the idea was that when. All right. So tabletop gaming products run on very shoestring budgets, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, even and and some of the stuff came out uh, during the recent OGL fiasco that. that you see these like multi-million dollar kickstarters and stuff like that and you go wow that's a lot of money but then once you see all of the expenses involved 
depending on how they manage their funds and 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 stuff like that uh you know some of those actually end up in the hole and one of the big expenses with any kind of even even a tiny little uh thing you see on on dm skilled or something like that um art is expensive um and you know just even a tiny little art piece usually is going to cost you over a hundred dollars yeah if you can find stock art you can get a nice piece for maybe like two to six bucks you know maybe a little bit more for some like a full page thing or something but um you know that really makes a difference and and allows you to to produce a, a nice quality product and still actually you know not end up in the hole for all your effort. Right. Mm-hmm. So I started looking around for disability uh, representation in sort of D&D pictures. And I looked on drive through RPG and there were a total of, it was one artist created uh, like three, four pieces. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Right. <laughs> and, um, and I looked around in other stock art places and I couldn't find anything. Yeah. I don't, Wow. And, and so I thought, okay, well, if, you know, if people want to include this kind of, of representation, whether it's in a publication or just at their game table, if you're a, a DM that wants to say, oh, here's what this NPC looks like, and you want to have disabled NPCs, you know, you just, you can't find that art. It just simply doesn't exist. But I talked to some of our artists and I said, hey, what would you think about if we did a, a crowdfunded stock art campaign just to get some disability representative stock art available and, um, and, and make it affordable? I said, I want you to be compensated properly, which is why I want to crowdfund this. But you know, I want to make sure that, that people can get this affordably uh, so that they can use it in their products, in their games, you know, wherever they want to use it. And so let's, let's make a chart so that you can just start kind of filling in. We're not going to hit every you know, combination, sure. but, um, <laughs> but at least to, so that we get a nice variety. Um, mm-hmm. let's, uh, we put a list together of, of other things like um, uh, assisted devices, uh, canes, uh, have someone made some prosthetic wings, and then just a, a handful of uh, service animals and, and, and things like that. So on, on Reddit, the thing that, that got a lot of people really upset was that I said neurodiversity representation. And they said, how do you represent neurodiversity in artwork? Because mm-hmm. it's not uh, like something that's it's visible. invisible. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so like, how do you do that without resorting to tropes? And so I thought, okay, so if I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like a fighter who's traveling from place to place. And so you have these long sort of monotonous, just walking or riding on some kind of mount. And like, how do you, how do you pass the day? And, and I'm just imagining, okay, so I've got my, my sword by my side and it's got either like some kind of a, uh, you know, a little switch or, a, you know, some kind of like fidgety thing or even uh, like a texture of some kind, you know, or something yes. where I can kind of slide. And I'm like, that would be like, I would want something like that. That would be awesome. Uh-huh. And, and so, so it's the sort of thing that where we could have a sword, you know, that has something built into the handle for people that would appreciate something like that it'd be subtle and yet if you have a character because stock art isn't about like here's everything about this but rather here's just a visual representation of one aspect of this 
character, which presumably in the supplement where this appears, that character would be more fleshed out. But it's like, yeah, here's their sword, you know? And, um, mm -hmm. you know, so I, I presented that idea and uh, like, they got really mad. Dale, <laughs> they got are, mad. Are you, are you mad. telling me that like my obsession with various textures and like constantly running my fingers over them is my ADHD? That's oh, yeah. my stimming. Oh, you didn't know that? Oh no, we haven't we haven't had that episode yet. Oh no, mine is hems. I love it. That's I love it. it when we learn new things. It, it, I mean, it, 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 it was a pretty recent thing, you know, that I figured out, especially when um when I was a pastor and I'm like I'm preaching, right? And and to connect with your uh, with your audience, a lot of times I would start out with, you know, like have you yeah. ever had this experience? You ever do this, or is that just me? You know, and, and, and it was sort of a rhetorical question, like because the implication is is like yeah, yeah, we all experience that. And then I found out that a lot of the times people were like, nah, it's <laughs> no. just you. And I went, no, I don't know what you're talking oh, about. That's what? Oh, and, you know, and, and now I know, oh, that's ADHD. That's uh, oh, that's some of the you know depression that I am dealing with, or you know, or something oh, like that. Yeah. You, you mentioned before not beating yourself up because that's so oh, yeah. so hard for us not to do, and especially when we're not diagnosed and we don't like. There's some joys in saying, "Oh wait, I'm unique," and also there's some frustrations in saying, "Oh right, it's so much harder for me to do this than other people." It seems like. But, I mean. Man, it does help though because I mean there were so many things where, um, like I'm just really bad at names, uh, just right. remembering names, and um, you know when when you're a pastor and there's you've got like 300 people that all feel like if you don't know their name after you know. A, a few years that you just must not care about them right. and um and it's like well you know you've been here for a few years you, you ought to you know have names down by now it's like well not everybody wears name tags all the time yep. and um you know and so there's plenty of people that i didn't learn their names the first few weeks and then after that they stopped introducing themselves and so i'm not gonna ask them now and yes um, yeah but you know, once I I found out, oh, like that's an ADHD thing. Oh, so this isn't like some personal failing of mine. Yep. It's just neurological. It's just the way that my brain is wired, and it's like, it's it's physical. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I I think for the people that are giving you a hard time on the internet, I, I understand why they how they could get upset. But I love that you I love your explanation of it and the bottom line it, it doesn't matter well, you're my, these people are making it for you yeah my, my thick skin is all scar tissue so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you get attacked enough that you just kind of okay no i actually so, i ran across a great um quote from victor hugo that said something like you have enemies well that just means you have accomplished something meaningful or uh mm -hmm. or innovative in your life or something like that um, yeah. and, and, and that's just what goes with it. And, and then I found out that there's different versions of that quote out there. And the one that's quoted most often is the version that was written by Ed Greenwood in a Forgotten Realms book. No um, way. Yeah. We love that. Wow. Well, we're going to put all of the, all of the links, of course, in the things and, and talk about this new crowdfunder. How much more time does it have? Till the middle of March. So middle of March. Perfect. Yay. So people will uh, have on. plenty of time to go plenty visit the link that will be in the show notes once we yeah. post this episode. 
yeah. to support the really cool work that Dale's doing. I, I think the way we're going to have to end this episode is the way that we normally begin the episode, which is yeah. by rolling on our D100 table. <laughs> I'd love that. Yeah. Oopsie. Okay. We were just, we were so excited that we forgot both our names and our <laughs> own mechanics at the top of the Seems episode. Seems somehow fitting. All right. Got my shiny math rocks right here. Yeah. Ooh. 95. 95, and I heard some sort of tower, too. Yes, I heard it. Nice. Uh, Dale, what is your favorite cartoon? My favorite cartoon? Oh, wow. So many to draw from. Well, it depends on, you know, like there's action ones, and then there's comedy and stuff like that. All right. Yes. Um, I will go with Pinky and the Brain. Yes. Um, Because I... You know, the the whole concept of what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every night, try and take over the world. And um, it's kind of my goal in life of not necessarily take over the world, but change the world. Um, yeah. It's like, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing you do every night, try to yeah. change the world. Let's change you know? the world. And I've got a real long list of, of failures, just like brain, um, that <laughs> for a, a very long time kind of felt like everything I touch explodes. But yeah, I'm just going to keep trying. This was so fun, Dale. Thank you so much yeah. for offering yourself up <laughs> because yeah. we loved it. And, uh, and for the cause itself and for what you're doing and trying to make the world better. And I mean, I don't want to be too forward, but I feel like when you wrote, I really, we really did find a kindred spirit in what you're trying to do and you're doing it even, you know, better and more publicly than we are, but you're yeah. an inspiration to us. And, uh, we want to continue this this relationship as much, as best we can. Absolutely, I'm 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 thrilled, and uh, you know, <laughs> I I found that even with my own show um, gaining advantage, that uh, yeah, which is great by the way. That I've 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 come back and when I'm editing the uh, the transcript, I I find oh wow, I just really went off on a tangent there, didn't I? And um and and I realized that you know my ADHD comes out in. In, in that and and so this this whole idea that neurodivergent people are more comfortable around other neurodivergent people for example on on limitless heroics where we we had the those kind of of social traits like here's when if you're around somebody else that, that has the same thing then any kind of modifiers in that disappear and yes. um and oh wow. and, yes and so, exactly yeah because it's just it's it's not that you're incapable of of communicating you're just you just do it in a different way and and so just being able to to be on, on a show like this where i'm, I'm not everything constantly that you worried. say is gold everything you say yeah is gold. yeah yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like i don't know it's like oh i went off on a tangent oh this is fully expected like that's part of the yeah. show you know we're with um, you <laughs> we're on that tangent oh man I, I, yeah. I actually wrote down how much i love that mechanic and and so i'm so glad that you brought it up the adjustable and it's so true. It's so true. Like to find your people and to, you know, be able to speak and say, oh, no, I truly understand. I am right there. <laughs> That's so cool. That's so cool. Well, there's just so much we could keep chitter chattering about, but I know we have to let you go. Thank you so much. Yes. For being Thank here. you, Dale. And hopefully, this is just the start of many conversations about yeah. yes. Absolutely. all of these yes. exciting Agreed. initiatives. Yeah. Perfect. Thanks so much. Uh, it's so great to no, meet you guys in person and everything. Same. Same, 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 yeah. same, and we're gonna we're gonna plug this in every every small corner that we have, and best of luck on all of that, and yeah, and thanks. everything in the future. Perfect. Right, thanks. 
Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Dave. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening and being a part of our ADHD 20 and larger Bivens Brothers creative community. If you're looking for more, we have a hop in Discord that a couple of us affectionately call the Honeycomb Kill Room. Look for the join link in the show notes. We talk about all kinds of things. TTRPGs and ADHD for sure, but also TV, comics, video games, movies, theater, our pets, and really anything else on our minds. Come be nerds with us and all our friends. We also have a Patreon. Every day, work on a Bivens Brothers original is senselessly ignored for the sake of billable hours. And those podcasts, videos, and live streams are crying out for help. For just $2 a month, you too can be a Bivens Brothers angel, ensuring this content is seen and heard. By supporting our Patreon, you're helping more Bivens Brothers originals like this very podcast see the clear light of day. The best way you can help us, though, is just to share this cast with the people you think will like it. Thank you for being a pal to us as people, to ADHD 20, the podcast, and to the greater Bivens Brothers creative commonwealth of nerds. 